Watch. So, hello everyone, and welcome back to Watch the Space, the podcast brought to you by the Young Horologist. I'm joined, as ever, by Mr. Ilkay Almez. How are you, sir? Hi, Felix. Uh, good to be back. I've been away for the past uh, few weeks, so it's nice to be back on the pod. It's good to hear your voice again. We've we, we, we've missed you in, in the past yeah, couple I weeks. Yeah, I missed some hasn't, really, hasn't really good, good, good podcasts. Theo and Harris, that, that seemed like a... Like a good episode. Yeah, no, that was a. Uh, it was good fun. It was good fun, has to be said. Yeah, we've. Uh, yeah, shameless plug, but we. Yeah, we seem to be. I think the podcast is going well. Yeah. We uh, we're actually making a go of it, which is which is nice. Um, and we've got some exciting guests coming, um, in the coming months as well. Yes. We've been lining up we some have. very interesting personalities in the in the watch world, so it's just gonna get better. As we go. Exactly, exactly. So stay tuned for those, because, yeah, as Ilka said, we do have some pretty cool people coming on. Um, and we aren't joined by uh, by Mr Moore, because he is out Lance Armstronging around some part of England on his bicycle. Uh, Classic. So had had more important things to do than come and uh, take the piss out of Rolex. Um, which I will but I do. think we will do yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah we're gonna do a bit of that we're, I think yeah um but I think we are gonna do another well we're potentially gonna do another new releases podcast in the week so hopefully he will be able to join for that if we do it because we're well we have lots to talk about but before we do a quick wristwatch check Ilkai what are you wearing you are wearing a watch I am wearing a watch today but I am wearing something that is quite predictable but for a very good reason today I'm wearing a Tudor and you'll understand why as we get into the pod, based on the new releases. Good stuff. Yeah. Yes, Tudor is absolutely exactly. crushing, crushing things in the watch world. They the really backbone are. They of really Rolex. Are. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I am wearing a Rolex. Oh, wow. Unsurprisingly, I've got my Submariner on, on the uh, bomb clip. Bracelet. From I was Forcener. gonna. I didn't, I couldn't Again. tell what you were wearing because I I can see I can see uh, for the viewers I can see Felix's uh, screen, so he is wearing a watch which I couldn't tell because that strap looks different. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's um, it doesn't really. It's not really a combination that works. I don't think, but it's growing on me. These are very comfortable. Um, it looks very comfortable. Yeah, sent them over. It, it just stretches, right? Yeah, it's it's really it's really it's really clever because oh, it's okay. just got. You so you can just it basically just clips into any of the grooves so you can adjust it to literally wherever you want. Wow! Um, so you can get it really comfortable. It's not really the watch that it's intended for. Yeah, but I sort of don't hate the combination. Um, well, so yeah, you're, you're both holding wearing an something from there. the Crown family. Yeah. Sorry, you're holding a, uh, an asset over there because your watch has, from the time you bought it, it's pretty much doubled in value. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Maybe not that's, in the condition mine's surprising. in, but they, uh, they seem to be doing well. Probably even worth yeah. even more in that condition with this market. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. It's hard to tell, really. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I suppose to jump into it, uh, we may as well we, we may as well just go straight into a bit of Rolex, mightn't we? Yeah. Where would you like to start? Right. 
so Rolex put the oyster bracelet back on the GMT Master and that was a release apparently. So yeah, I, f I found that unpeculiar. Uh, Rolex also released the Explorer 2, which has been out for the last 30 years. Uh, again. Yeah. And it's exactly the same as the last one. Uh, so none of which we'll be able to buy, even if we, if you want to, at a Rolex boutique. So that happened. Yeah. However, I won't shit on the Explorer 36. I did like that. I think that was... What, the... Yeah, the two-tone Explorer 36. Just the 36. normal all-steel one. Uh, the two-tone. Oh, the two-tone. I like the two-tone one. It's, it's growing on me. It's like a nice Datejust alternative. I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was listening to uh, a podcast this afternoon, and they were talking about the two-tone Explorer. And they said, it's for people who otherwise would buy a Datejust, but want something a little bit more... Um, well, sporty, basically. Sporty, yeah. Who would who would otherwise buy a two tone Datejust? Which I sort of get, and like it's a Rolex thing. They did it for the sea, the deep sea, didn't they? They yeah. had a two tone one, and no one see, and you know, people don't care about that really anymore. Not at all. I don't like it personally, but I can see the appeal. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely see the appeal. But what I like about this, it definitely looks like an easy wear day to day watch. The the loom the, is it the loom that comes blue right if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so it's yeah, and so it's got the it's got the blue loom like um I, I can't remember what they what they call that uh cro uh cr um chroma light. Yeah, is it, 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 is it a ten thousand dollar eleven thousand dollar watch? I don't know, but it does seem uh, like a cool piece. Uh, personally, I'm a fan of two tone. Some people don't like mm. two tone at all because they they look at two tone like oh well. This guy obviously wants to have a gold watch, but he can't afford it. So he buys yeah. a two-tone watch. But I kind of look at it like it's just a balance in between. If you're, you know, sometimes a, gold, a full gold watch is a bit too much to wear day to day. And steel, you want something different than an all-steel watch. So I think that Explorer two-tone, yeah. I, I liked it, that 36. Um, that's from the Rolex side. I mean, they okay. Rolex did also do just to jump to another watch. They did the meteorite uh, dial Daytona. Oh yes, that's pretty cool. Like uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Like you know they they're using yeah. they're using a different yeah. like you know from outer space type of vibe. Um, exactly. Dial. And I didn't really like it on the GMT when they brought that out. I really yeah. didn't like it at all. But on these Daytonas, I think it looks brilliant. It, that that rose gold. Yeah, I really like. Also, because they put it on like the, like on the white gold oyster flex. I think that kind of suits it yeah. the most. That that iteration of the yeah definitely of the Daytona. It's kind of a nice steampunk uh, type of vibe to the watch. Yeah. Um, again, I mean, it's not we'll a, it's not accessible watch, so we're kind of just talking about it because we have to. But like that, yeah, it, exactly. It it's just you know. I, I Rolex has taken a very interesting uh, business decision. Like I think they had a big, they've had many board meetings about this, and I'm sure they're divided on this as well. Rolex mm. can afford to increase production. All, Rolex can expand their yeah. factory to make more than what their output is currently right now, and they know the demand Definitely. is there. And Rolex has always been a brand that. 
you know, it's a kind of brand like whether you're working your corporate job or you're going to get a, uh, something for, as a, a birthday gift. You just work towards it and then you go into the store, you know, everything's available within your price bracket and you get it. You have your Rolex. Now that's from like kind of like a bygone era. That's like something that's unheard of now. And none of these watches are accessible. Yeah. And I think Rolex has become a bit spoiled in a way where they know all their watches sell out now. And they've never been in this financial situation before where they just literally everything is sold out. Um, for most of their flagship models, whereby yeah. they're, they're, they're saying like, well, why should we invest in more production when we can just enjoy this, this extreme demand and, 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 and create more allure for the years to come with doing little to no yeah. uh, modifications to our watches. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's, 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 a really it's interesting, it's, it's an interesting business decision they've made, um, but you know, I'm not. I'm not for for what Rolex is for. It doesn't make sense. I understand when Patek does that and AP does that. I completely understand it. This is not to degrade Rolex, but I'm huge Rolex lover. But it's it's. It, I'm saying this from that perspective. The purpose of Rolex is not to be a limited edition watch. Rolex doesn't do limited edition numbered pieces. Rolex doesn't do. Yeah like this a uh, limited supply type of thing weightless thing that's that's not a rolex thing you know i grew up where you could see steel daytonas in the in in a, in, a, in, a, in like the shop window but that's yeah, that's yeah, that exactly. that's that's something that's not possible anymore so um it's obviously an yeah. interesting decision they've made but uh we will just have to see where it goes maybe all this uh artificial inflation won't last forever we'll see no, exactly, exactly. No, it's a good point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, again, I think people, and I, I I, think we fell foul to it again this year. You just expect too much from Rolex. You expect them to do something completely crazy, like do a a modern Paul Newman or a Baldai or something wow. crazy. And they're just an iterative brand. They're never, it's, it is never going to happen. They're going to do incremental increases year on year. And that's just how they're going to be. Yeah. It's just, it's just, that's just what, that's who they are. That's why we have, that's to an extent why we have Tudor. Yeah. Which, which absolutely they, nailed they do the fun stuff Rolex can't. Which absolutely oh, nailed it with these releases. It. I think Tudor. Well, I don't even what is, what know a, where what to start. What an amazing I, brand. What an amazing oh. set of designers there. The, first of all, okay. The two amazing pieces, the Black Bay 58 in, uh, Gold and green with the green dial. That's yeah. amazing. The Black Bay New Chrono with the whole ceramic. Yes. It's just, I mean, that Chrono for so, me is like the coolest Chrono out now. The, cru- the coolest affordable Chrono yeah. out now. I, I'd have one over a Speedmaster. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's, 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 it's up there. It's up there for me. Um, it, you know, nice of Tudor to also... Go into like the full, you know, because you know when you look at these two tone kind of watches, right? That Rolex releases, or even Tudor releases, yeah. the the case is not all gold. If you know what I'm saying, the the top part, mm. uh, uh, and the and like the the dial parts of the dial is gold. The center bracelet is can be gold, 
But so, you know, with some Daytonas and other, like, you know, with some other Rolex, uh, like the presidential with the leather strap, they, the whole case is gold. So, so Tudor did this with the Black Bay and they actually introduced the 18K gold case for an affordable price. I think it's 16,000 Swiss francs. Mm -hmm. So that's for, as far, yes, as, far yeah. as gold, full case gold watches go. And the nearest thing you could get on Rolex for that is probably in the 25K francs, Swiss francs mark or 30K for that uh, full case. Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting thing think, they did. I, I think... Undercut the market there. Yeah. Although the, the only thing that I really don't get about this watch, and I'm also a huge fan of it, is considering the fact that the movement is... Well, it's not an attractive movement. Yeah. Why put a display case back on it? I just I I don't really understand. Yeah, I'm also I'm all, what the point is. Yeah, you're right. It's that seems like some, that seems a bit odd. I feel like they're just pandering with that. If you ask me, they're pandering to a certain demographic of the watch market with that love this open case back, right? Because it's a big criticism people yeah. have on Rolex sometimes. Well, obviously, no one wants to see a Rolex movement. It looks like nothing. It looks like three parts. No. Um, yeah. So I think they're pandering. They're just showing it to appeal to some group. But yeah. I, I think it's you're right. Because it's, it's kind of pointless to show that movement. Usually, they do that. Like an Alonge does that to show, the, like even if it's just a time only. They show they do it to yeah, show the complexity because got of the something movements. to show off. Yeah, show off. Yeah, exactly. But now it just seems yeah. like it's a whole like they're just doing it to to go with the hype. But again, I feel like it's a step in the right direction. Then to doing that, Definitely. taking those moves Rolex doesn't want to take, and Rolex will never take. Yeah. You know, we we actually underestimate one big Rolex uh brand um uh, like model that's kind of overlooked sometimes is the Sky Dweller, which is hit or miss for some people. Yeah. But the fact, that's kind of a re recent release by Rolex, if you think about it. And they haven't done that in so long, where they just come up with something like with a complication that's completely new. So since yeah. then, we've not, had, we've not had anything interesting from Rolex like that. So you see Tudor doing uh, some very interesting things here. Um, so I definitely think the Black Bay 58 is, uh, is a must-see watch in the flesh. I I'm not sure how it will oh, feel yeah. to wear. No, um, I've never I haven't seen a fifty eight, even a regular one in the flesh yet. So I mean I've I've heard nothing but good things, but yeah. I think this one and the silver one, I think they are. I mean they're probably the release of the week for me. I think the silver one also looks gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. It, I think it's just interesting. Who makes watches with silver cases anymore? Not no one. And it's, it's just an interesting move. Yeah, it's definitely something. It's also four thousand three hundred US. It's it definitely. I think I think it's about I think it's like eight hundred quid more than the steel one, or nine hundred quid more than the steel one. Which is which is for a semi precious bonkers case. Yeah, they. Lucy Tudor is making it interesting. It very interesting, and yeah. you know we, they're also not limited edition. Yeah, and you know you mentioned I mean, Paul Newman, right? So if you look at the new Tudor Chrono with the white dial that and the, and the yeah. ceramic black, it, you know it has some resemblance to the Paul Newman, and they also released that Chrono with that uh, Paul Newman strap. I don't know if you know the strap I'm talking about. 
it's that kind of like big strap that like that looks like a bit like a bracelet whereby the part uh part of the cotton or whatever the strap is is also on the bottom of the case do you know what i'm talking about oh uh, do you mean a yeah a um a bun a, a bun strap a bun strap that's that's probably what it's called yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah, they released think, yeah. that like it, it has very kind of paul newman uh aesthetics attached to it so i think that's very cool you know from afar, you could yeah. even think like, "Oh, is that what is that guy wearing? It looks like a panda. It looks like a panda dial." Um, and you know, and again, it's it's brilliantly priced. Brilliantly priced, right? It, yeah, bun strap. Five grand on bracelet, or four eight on a on a strap. I think it's Tudor of Smack. They smashed it. They they smashed it. They've actually released watches. You see, when I when these things happen, the watches and wonders happens. Um, or any new releases uh, throughout the year, I look at it like, you know, they're cool watches, obviously. Many cool watches are released. But I look at it like, what would I enjoy to wear? What watch yeah. would I want to put money in? Um, and Tudor has nailed it with like three or four watches that are all worth uh, serious consideration from any watch lover. From any whether where mm. the thing about these watches is it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum of collecting. You could be a guy who's collecting perpetual Pateks, or you could be a guy just who's had basic Seikos your whole life. Uh, but there is yeah. kind of a scope for anyone for um, with these releases. I mean, big fan, big fan over yeah. here. Yeah, same here. I would I would have liked to have seen the two Black Bay fifty eights on bracelets. Yeah, that'd be my only criticism, not criticism, critique. And they may still that may be their the, they their next update. You never know. But yeah, I, I think I think Tudor smashed it. Yeah, absolutely smashed. It would be interesting to see if they put that uh, gold one on a bracelet because that would dramatically increase the price. But I wonder by how much. Yeah. If they if if yeah if, I don't know if, if 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 they put a gold bracelet on there and the price didn't increase well like by that much that would be incredible then you have a full gold bracelet tutor yeah I mean that would that would just be an interesting look altogether and uh, speaking of interesting looks um, Patek released an olive yes. green fifty seven eleven. Yes, they did. How do you feel about that? Which is, of course, huge news. Um, I don't really... Everyone, of course, because it's Patek and it's a Nautilus, are losing their fucking minds. And I'm going... Well, look, it look it's quite a nice colour dial. Um, but... Uh, you know, all of... Like, I, I have no real thoughts. I... It, 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 I like the colour green. It doesn't matter because none of us are ever going to be able to get one and they're going to be astronomically expensive and I still prefer the new... Um, I still have the Vashon Constantin overseas perpetual, which I'll talk about in a bit. I, I, you know, it is what it is. It's Patek 5711. Yeah. What, do you, what, what do you think? Because I have given no interesting opinion on that whatsoever. I've just... No, I feel that the odd word. Feel, feel feel exactly the same towards that. It's just like I love green, so that's definitely like yeah. the best color dial I've seen on seven eleven. You know, you've got the blue, the black, the mm. and, and the white dial. 
but this is definitely the best uh, color I've seen. So if I, if you know, if you could ever aspire to 7-Eleven, this would be the one. Um, yeah. I feel like the diamond one is more, because uh, they released two versions, right? They released the 5711 just clean steel, and they released the 5711 with baguette diamonds around it. If you like the diamond one, which is like yeah. so the so the so the for the, the complete steel one's thirty five thousand dollars, and then the diamond one's ninety five thousand dollars. I feel like the diamond one yeah. may be more accessible, uh, because you know why? Yeah. You know why these 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 fifty seven elevens in all steel? They're literally selling for hundred thousand dollars now, so you may as well just exactly. get you may as well just get the diamond one out for retail for the same price. So yeah, I I think I prefer the diamond anyway. I don't know why necessarily. I just yeah. Well, I feel like I, don't know. I feel like if you it's if you like if you're gonna spend that much on a kind of a basic watch, you'd want some precious stone or metal on it. Um, yeah, definitely. yeah. You could you can't can't really justify it otherwise. Um, paying a hundred thousand for an old steel I just watch. Because that's I just find that's it funny that they put the price on there as thirty four, but. That fifty-seven eleven in green—that's probably already worth a hundred grand. Yeah, hundred percent, and no question about that being like inaccessible to anyone. Yeah, yeah, but but the, as you I said, I did see one bloke on Instagram who who picked who actually went in and picked one up. A watch collector I follow, can't remember his name. I'll try and find his profile. Um, but he did a. In fact, I think he actually he picked up this and the new. Uh, full gold perpetual that they brought out. He picked up both of them at the same time. Wow. I'll have to try and find it because that's just, I mean, it's bonkers, isn't it? But yeah, I don't know. But you see, like that that bloke obviously knew about this release before before any of us. So the market's rigged. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I just doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, but as you see, as you were mentioning earlier, the Vacheron release that's pretty cool. Um, I'm a big fan of the overseas, in general. Yeah. Uh, now with this perpetual calendar, this looks amazing, and it's very uh, how would you say, legible. The sub dials yeah. inside. Yeah. Very. And. It's um, yeah. It's it's nice because they had. I don't know whether it was exactly the same, but they had this version as in the blue dial, in a uh rose gold, sort of like a pinky rose gold case before. Yeah. But I think in white gold, it just works so. I think it just works better with the with the whole with that blue with the whole dial. I think it's just yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah, white gold definitely suits it better. It's quite expensive though, at eighty eight thousand dollars for the. The, the, the non-open worked one for the blue dial one and yeah like 30 grand more for the open worked I, I, I don't know if the open work does it for me it's I don't find it that appealing I don't find I've generally not found open worked watches yeah. appealing at all like from any brand yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan either it, I mean it's quite a nice application of an open work dial but I I, I think I'd have the the well, the version with the dial. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like that about every brand, actually. I, I just find it funny that you'll be able to get this for less than a 5711 blue dial. Yeah, absolutely. And you could walk in and they'd probably right. give you like a cup of coffee and a biscuit at the place. 
and like yeah. have a nice conversation and then pay for it and on you're on your way and you've got 12 grand extra to spend somewhere else to celebrate exactly. your professional it's also 8.1 mil thick that is amazing 8.1 mil thick it's like fantastic oh, it's just it's so they've smashed it yeah i mean that's 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 high level craftsmanship right the fact that they're yeah. able to fit that complicated movement in such a thin case uh, amazing. Yeah, amazing. amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, just to just to jump well, onto the another. Thing that's amazing is the. Yeah, sorry. Go for it. Yeah, you go for it, mate. I, all I was going to say is the thing that's even more amazing is the movement itself is four millimeters thick. Uh, incredible. Don't know how they do it. It's just it's mad. I it's just, I just think it's bonkers. Yeah. An automatic perpetual calendar that's four mil thick. Well, the movements for me, I think. I just think it's it's amazing. That's proper watchmaking. Yeah, definitely. And this fifty seven eleven bollocks. But yeah. no, go on. You were going to take us on to another. I was going to take us to another, another thing because I just remembered this. Um, and this is this is a watch that's a hit or miss for some people, and that's the Big Pilot, which is an amazing watch. I find, I find the IWC Big Pilot is an amazing piece. So as you know, that watch normally came in a huge case, forty six millimeters. It was massive. Yeah. Um, very very like bulky watch, but now they've come out with yeah. it in a forty three, and I think it looks phenomenal. I think this it does, doesn't it? This watch on a leather strap with the blue dial on a forty three with an IWC in house movement. Um, it's got an open case back, and eight thousand US dollars for it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, is this a comparable buy for someone who uh, would go for uh, an Explorer 41 but doesn't want to not be able to buy one at retail? Yeah, definitely. Because I, th- I, I, think, I think this is an absolute home run. I mean, it's still too big for me, but the big, it's, it's the big pilot. It's meant to be... It's not meant to be a small pilot because you will have people yeah. out there going, yeah, exactly. It's not called a small pilot. Yeah. You'll have people going, oh well, if this was in thirty-seven millimeters, it would be great. Yeah, and, well, yeah, it probably would, but it's not the it's not the point. Yeah, it's not the like, point not... for this specific watch. That's not the point. But forty-three is like perfect on that. I think that's that, yeah. that's an absolute. I think hit, it's the size it should be, and you get way more watch for that price range. So IWC, yeah, smashing it as usual. Um, yeah, it's a very nice. It's a very nice watch. Very nice watch. Um, and moving on to what we uh, maybe you'll agree with me, Felix, but there are two releases. Um, yeah, Cartier and Breitling. Which one do you want to go with? Those were fantastic. Um, so I, I, I let's go Breitling first because I wrote about it more recently, so it's a bit more fresh in my mind. Yeah. Um, I think. I think Breitling, since George's Kern took them over in, I can't remember, three or four years ago. I can't remember exactly when. I think it was 2017. I think they've been, I think they are really, they're doing a very good job of reinventing themselves. They've come up with some really uh, tasteful, considered designs that are playing on their back catalogue. Like they did that top time with the bow tie dial and uh the navi timer 1959 reissue and that sort of stuff i think they're i think they're they're doing really well at moving away from how they used to do watches which were 
big and blingy and loud and offensive, yeah. really, is how I'd describe it. And this new release, which is the... Do I have it up? The um, uh, the Daytora. Amazing. I think it's 42, absolutely gorgeous. And 42 millimetres, right? It's too... It, it's too big for me, I think, but it's it's absolutely gorgeous. It's it looks like it's like uh, from an amazing time time warp. It feels like it's a watch from the nineteen sixties. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? So it's it's based off a an old Breitling model from the forties. Um, everyone, I suppose, quite rightfully, is comparing it to a fifteen eighteen. Yeah. And there are they they there are similarities, um, but I just think it, I just think it's gorgeous. The dial is absolutely spot on. It's about as symmetrical, I think, as you as as it is possible to get a dial. Yeah, they they, they they've developed a whole new movement for it. Um, I, it's just. Uh, I'm looking at it now and I absolutely love it. And I wrote this in the article. I, I look at it and I can't fault it. And then I remember that it's uh, 15 point, it's just over 15 mil thick and it's 42, which the 42 bit doesn't bother me so much, but it's just the thickness. It's huge. If you look at a photo of it, yeah, it is it, side on. It's very it's thick. Massive. Massive, very thick watch, um, which is kind of in brand for Breitling in a way. They have always made very thick yeah. watches. Um, but they just had me with the salmon dial. That was an interesting choice. I'm sure what was happening yeah. is when they were designing this watch, they were just going back and forth between blue, black, and white. And they just couldn't figure it out. And someone yeah. said, let's put a Patek-style salmon dial on this. And voila, you have the best Breitling release in a decade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it's, I think it's gorgeous. And the other thing I really like is when I first saw it, I just saw the the gold version. I just thought it was gold, but it's it's not. It's red gold. Yeah, it's which red. I also think is really interesting because that's not something that I I off the top of my head I can't remember any other brands who I think Langer do a red gold. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's just interesting. Uh, you know, it's a column wheel chronograph with a full um, calendar. 13,000 US for the stainless steel with pink dial. Yeah. So I'm pre- I, pre-order now. I feel like, I don't know if 13,000 US is too much for this. And I hate to be the guy that says that. But it. I feel like we'll know as time goes whether the social class of this watch would increase. Um, and, you know, that plays a factor mm. in the price of the watch. But thirteen thousand US yeah, dollars. That's good... that's that's a lot more than your average uh, kind of steel Breitling in any sense. So uh, we'll... it's nine thousand eight hundred pounds. Yeah, we'll just have to see. You'll just, we'll just have to see which direction that goes. Um, this watch could be mm. a classic. I could I can see. Like I I I've been I'm visiting a few sites looking for it. And a lot of them say pre-order now. So um, I, I'm sure there's going to be quite a lot of demand for it. But we'll have to just see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, can you can you think of uh, another watch that is equally as complicated that you can get for under 10 grand? 
because I'm trying to think of another um, perpetual calendar. For that price range? For less than 10... Mm, tag had something, didn't they? Yeah. But that's 12 grand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For the, for the complication, definitely I mean, not. as... Yeah. Definitely not for the complication. Yeah, from a value for money in terms of complication, I think it's a good value for money. But you're right, it does seem a lot for what is a steel brightling. But as you said, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what the... what. Because there will be people who have gone on the wait list and are going to flog these on Chrono 24. And it'd be interesting to see what the second-hand market demands if people really want them and can't get them at retail. But then it's a Breitling. Yeah. So you'd think that you could call up your Breitling AD and get on a wait list. No problem. Yeah. We're not talking about Rolex or anything, are we? So Yeah. We'll, we'll just have to see which direction that goes. But it, it from my experience, it you should just wait about six months to see what happens after the release, after it's in the yeah. hand of the first buyers. Then in six months, you see what's going on in Chrono 24. That gives you kind of an accurate, uh, like, progression of the watch. Because the day, like, you know, the day after release and the day after people start receiving them and then trying to resell them, people will have very inflated prices. But usually, if they're not yeah. selling, they'll uh, gradually come down. Um, yeah. Exactly. People probably want more this. So... We'll see. We'll see in a few months how this does. But uh, great watch. Yeah. Incredible. Really nice watch. Yeah, really nice. I have a lot of time for it. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. It's just very nice, really, isn't it? Very nice. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it looks in the flesh because differing photos show the pink to be different shades. Some of it, it looks quite dark and some of it, it looks quite light. So I'd be interested to see one on wrist and actually get an idea for how salmon it is. But yeah, it's a very, very nice piece of kit. Yeah. As are the new uh, releases from Cartier. Mm -hmm. So I also wrote up about these because I'm a huge Cartier fan and uh, they have released... A range of and I, I may have to update my article because I didn't realize this or forgot it at the time they've released three new must de Cartier reinterpretations so these were uh, these were a cheaper tank in the 60s 70s 80s I think um, and they came in block color lacquered dials so they came in a blue and a burgundy I don't remember a green one having ever seen a green one. I know they came in a blue and a burgundy and a whole host of other dial patterns and finishes and colours and et cetera, et cetera. Um, just Cartier on the dial, no date, no second hand, just a boiled down, distilled tank. Um, and Cartier have released these on matching straps depending on the colour that you get. And... They are quartz, which is going to be the only bugbear for people because people don't like quartz. But you, you usually don't mind, but right? I think. No, I, <laughs> I am not. I'm not bothered in the slightest, especially not with a tank. For me, a tank is a piece of design, and again, I wrote, I touched upon this in my write-up. It's a piece of design, unless you get an old tank that had a. Some of them had. Piaget movements or JLC movements in, I don't think the movements are uh, interesting enough on their own 
that it really matters. Yeah, warrants you paying I will buy a tank because it looks like a tank. Yeah, I get what you mean. Especially, especially when it only has two hands. Yeah, like no, no one is gonna. You know, I get it if you buy one of the new tanks that one of the new quartz tanks that has a second hand and a date window. Then it might be different, but I wouldn't buy one of those anyway. Um, but I think I think these are brilliant, and these are gonna sell like hotcakes. Yeah, I'm sure, and it's a great They're great so price hot. point for what you're getting. Yeah, what are they? They, I think they're seventeen hundred. They're like seventeen hundred. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, two thousand four hundred. Less than two grand UK uh, pounds. Yeah, something like that. The only thing I do find interesting is, and because obviously they they've put the same they put the they've matched the strap to the color of the dial. I think they could have gone a little bit further and matched the color of the cobuchon in the crown to the color of the dial. Oh wow! Yeah, that would have been because they all come with a very nice sort of turquoise cobuchon. But how cool would it be if you got a green one on the green dial and. But that's just uh, that's splitting hairs. Um, yeah, this is, I think they're cracking. This is a great and the, suit, kind of black tie, black tie watch. I feel. Yeah. Um, some people, Definitely. maybe you, Felix, could wear it regularly, and it would it would look fine. For me, I think I would I could wear this watch uh, on specific occasions because it's a more of a design watch, but definitely a amazing piece. Yeah. And it's a very good option for someone who needs a dress watch very infrequently and doesn't want to have to worry about something that they're going to feel like they have to wear just so it doesn't, you know, eat through its service life. Like it's a quartz watch. You could you could spend two grand on this, wear it four times a year, and the rest of the time it's sitting in your watch box, and take it out the next time you need it, need it, and it will still work. Yeah, I think there's a lot of appeal for people who need a very occasional dress piece. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'd wear this every single day. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, the, the I have blue no doubt one, I love, about that. I love it. Yeah. I, th- um, I think uh, I think it's def- you're definitely right on that. I, I personally... And also, they've got yeah. universal appeal. Yeah. So it's the large, it's the large tank size. So that's... I can't remember the dimensions, but... In terms of proportions, it's not like they've bought it out in a late in a lady quote unquote ladies size. You know, it's it's a it's a a size that works for a lot of people. Um, yeah, then you get, yeah, you get they're just good looking. Yeah, they? you get you get people like me sometimes who also are not really that into dress watches. I'm into more sporty, sporty watches. So and you know yeah. sometimes you need you need a dress watch to wear uh, for specific occasions but you also don't want to spend yeah. 10 grand on a, a jlc or you know long a or anything and this is your option this is your entry this is your, exactly. this is your dress watch you know yeah it, definitely it, it, it create it opens that market for people a solution yeah although the thing i really don't understand and i i don't know whether they're available now or whether there's a bit of a wait but they aren't on the Cartier website at all, which I find really bizarre. Why would you not be marketing this like crazy? Because it's an, it's an affordable Cartier that has unisex appeal. It's colourful dials, which people like at the moment. They're not on their website at all. I find it really odd. Yeah. Really odd. They'll sell tens tens of thousands tens and tens and tens of thousands of these why would you not have anything about it on your website i don't mm, yeah i don't get it 
They even have a section called Watches and Wonders. But they don't... Well, it just doesn't... Yeah, that's, yeah, that... It just doesn't even really... That, that is a bit of a mystery. That they don't have that. But, you know. But uh, it's suffice to say, if I had the money to drop on a dress watch right now, I would buy that blue dial in a heartbeat. Yeah. I would personally go it's for the well. green one. Big fan green over here. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they're all not... Like, they're... I'd take any, really. I mean, they're all nice. Yeah. Um, if you like... Do we want to... Sorry, go on. No, I was saying I, I can't really recall any other highlight uh, releases worth highlighting right now. I can think of one worth highlighting for all the wrong reasons. Okay. Do you want to talk about the AP Black Panther? Oh, man. Flying Turbion. Oh. Why don't we? Why don't we spend a bit of time talking about this piece of utter uh, well, crap? Was that was that even released on their Instagram? Did I, I didn't even check? I just saw someone post it. Who was it at, at an AP event? It's like this Black Panther. Well, first of all, big fan of Black Panther over here. Big supporter of Wakanda. Wakanda yeah. forever. Chadwick Boseman. Big fan. R.I.P. Chadwick. Yep, completely. Uh, one of the great best actors. Uh, but this has nothing to do with that. It's more the design of this uh, and ra- kind of randomness. You know, they did this, you know, because AP has this line of AP concepts where they, you know, just stick in a turbion and charge 150 grand. That's kind of their 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 vibe on that, and put some put some words like carbon and 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 like rubber <laughs> yeah, yeah. together, and yeah, and and you know that's their marketing for that. But now they've decided to like kind of a collab with with Marvel, and I don't know if this how limited yeah. this is, if it's a unique or if it's if it's a certain number with the black Black Panther. So it's got like the Black Panther figure on it, kind of like engraved, and a turban on the middle. It just looks, it just it just looks a bit off our brand. I would prefer it. Look, if they're gonna do a Black Panther watch. They don't need to like put the 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 superhero like on the dial like that. They could have it like yeah. a purple, a purple uh, and black case, and they could have a small small words Black Panther and on the case back. You could have like you know a case back that opens and closes. Yeah. With the figure of the picture of the Black Panther on there, and then that feels like you yeah, know you're definitely. staying in brand. You're not. Like, you know, affecting the aesthetic and you're paying homage to, you know, Black Panther, Wakanda, Marvel, Chadwick Boseman. You're doing all those things at the same time. But this time it feels a bit tacky. It just design feels a bit tacky. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also I just feel like it's, I just feel like it's misguided. I, I think I said on the group chat earlier, well, I did say on the group chat earlier. I think there's a very small group of people who are big, big Marvel fans big watch fans and have what 150 grand to spend on a watch that does all three like the center portion of that venn diagram is tiny and i just and i I agree i I, i'm the same as you i'm a big i'm a big fan of the premise and black panther and chadwick boseman etc etc but yeah do the color schemes of the films that you're paying tribute to if they had put the it's sort of like a three, almost like a 3D 
figure of Black Panther, if they'd put that on the, if they'd set that into the case back, and you take that off the dial, I would feel I probably wouldn't like it still, but I would like I'd hate it a lot less if that was the case. Yeah, now it feels like kind of it just, it's just feels tacky. like kind of childish a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I don't and I don't, don't want to sound like a party pooper and like oh, so boring. But it's just a bit like you know you, we could have had fun on the dial with the purple and black, and and gray. Yeah. And then had had more fun on the like a little secret, you know. It could be like a little bit of a story, like look, oh, this is a Black Panther, by the way. You turn your turn your watch around, and there you go. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah, and that would have kind of been super awesome. Uh, but this is kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah. As you said, that the like Omega did with sample the size of the people who would buy this is very very small. Well, which is quite good because they're only making 250 of them and I would question whether there are even 250 people in the centre of that Venn diagram. Yeah, so <laughs> on Earth. probably played it quite well, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Yeah, on Earth. The thing I also don't get, and I appreciate that this was a one-off and all of the proceeds went to charity, Yeah, but they also released one of these in white gold, absolutely covered in diamonds, <laughs> and it sold for like... Five million quid or something stupid. Yeah, something like that. It was and like five point two million dollars. Yeah, yeah. You sit there and go, "How could you make that watch worse than it is?" I know, pave, pave. That's what this watch needs. Yeah. I sit out. It's. I just. I. I like the AP concepts. The previous two that they've done, the white and the black one. Yeah, those are always quite cool. I just think this. But this is just, it's, as you said, it's just it's a bit tacky. It's a bit childish. It's, it, they could have done it better while still paying tribute enough to Black Panther. And, and giving the money charity and all that. You could have made a pretty awesome watch. But now it just feels a bit like a tacky like kind of design. I think yeah. they should have done it. They, yeah, they, they've got the right idea, paying tribute to the right superhero for the right cause. But yeah. Wrong design. There, there was rumor that they were gonna it, they were gonna be, and I don't know whether this was just sort of a piss take rumor or whether this was an actual rumor. There was a rumor that they were gonna be the AP collaboration was gonna be on the Code Eleven Fifty Nine line. Oh, okay. But I don't know how much, you know, whether that was just social media rumor or whether there was anything to it. Um, I just think it's gonna be interesting to see which superhero which Marvel superhero they do next and whether it will just be on concepts or whether we will see, I don't know, a Royal Oak with Thor's face on it or a Code 1159 with... Yeah. I'm not very good with Marvel. Like Um, Spider-Man. Loki or Black Widow or whatever. Yeah, Spider-Man on a steel Royal Oak, 3D Spider-Man on a Royal Oak. Then it feels feels like AP, you guys already... Like, you know, people already mix you up with Hublo now. Just don't do this. <laughs> yeah. Don't go in this direction. Yeah, exactly. It's t- it's tacky. And as we've yeah. said, I mean, we-, we could have done a lot better job at designing this watch than they have. It's yeah, just, I feel like Marvel much. designed this watch. I feel like there was no uh, input by AP design team. Or maybe there was. Yeah, they probably went, do whatever you want. Oh, I don't know. I just I don't I don't understand who is going to spend one hundred fifty thousand Swiss francs on this. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't. I, yeah, 
I'm not sure. Not sure at all on it, really. Um, yeah. Better off with did the Did AP Meteorites do anything else? Did AP do anything else? I haven't really given them much consideration this week. Uh, I didn't see I don't think any... they have. I don't think... No. Although they did release... They did announce that the 15202 is going to be replaced next year. Which, of oh. course, is groundbreaking news, isn't it? Yeah. But they'll probably do something similar. Great. Yeah. Well, they'll probably just bring out a Green Dial one. Yeah. Like... I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well. I was seeing. I, I just yeah. You know your your Rolex and I, just, I don't know why this reminded me of your Rolex, but your no date Rolex has been especially going up in value. Um, speaking of yeah, and I don't dis- really know why. Yeah, it's it's like it's got it goes up. It's been going up in more value compared to the date version, which which costs a tiny bit more, right, on retail. Uh, I, th- I think, yeah, I think it's minimal, but I think it does cost a little bit more. Yeah, they're going for, they're going for 10 grand. Insane. Insane, mate. Should have bought There's five. one here for, a, there's one here on Krona 24 for 11. Wow. Incredible. It's just crazy. Incredible. It's really bad. And I don't understand because I got the impression that people liked, well, that people viewed the new 41mm as not being um, not being significantly better than the previous model for it to be more popular because it's not actually 41, it's like 40.32mm or something. Yeah. So it's effectively the same size. It's effectively exactly the same watch, it's just got a new movement. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's mad. It's like it, it isn't a £10,000 watch. It's crazy. Well, Rolex doesn't want to do anything about it. So that's something. Oh. Well, those Zenith, the Zenith uh, Chronomaster Sport is uh, widely available if you're looking for a Rolex lookalike. I'm just on the Hodinkee website and they are available at retail. I think they're going to be available for below retail. I don't think it's, it, it will be long before you can pick one of those up for a discount. Yeah, that's that may be that may be me being facetious, but I just don't. I I still I still don't get it. I know when do they come out? We spoke about it on the podcast three four weeks ago. Yeah, a bit longer maybe. Yeah, I still don't get it. Yeah, it's it's like you know some people were predicting that oh, there's going to be a lot of demand for this. Uh, some people really hated it. It was kind of like a thing, but obviously we can see now. All the versions of it are widely available. No one's interested. So I think Zenith probably did a, you know, made a bad business decision. How much are they? They're, they're, like, they're like 10 grand. They're 10,000 US on the dot for the steel bracelet. Well, who I, I would rather buy both the black and the panda doll version of the Tudor Black Bay Chrono than one of the... Absolutely, Zenith Chrono Master Sports. Couldn't agree more. Or I just, or I just save two thousand more dollars and buy the Breitling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. You can get, yeah, like I, yeah, Zenith have just got it. They've got it wrong from a design standpoint, and not that they could have, 
necessarily known about it, but they've got it wrong from a time of release point of view because they've released that and then Tudor have just come along and come along and gone. Afraid not. Yeah, they're, look what we've done. They definitely made a bad, uh, bad decision there. So I wonder how they'll come back. If they'll come back strong after this, or are we watching the demise of Zenith? Are they on the clock? Yeah. I like what they're doing with their A386 chronographs, the slightly more square vintage style ones, but that seems to be all that they really do at the moment. They just seem to do different versions of that. And I get where they're coming from with the Chronomaster Sport of trying to do something a bit different. But there's good different and there's shit different. And unfortunately, this is the latter of the two. Yeah. I mean, the, the classic A386 is definitely a very cool mo- cool watch. That's their... It's amazing on the wrist. Yeah. Really, and really amazing movements. That was... You know, that's kind of the thing they're supposed to stay in line with. But with here, they just... Yeah. And, you know, we could say the same thing about Breitling, but Breitling did some cool stuff with that. You know, they... they, they if you're mm. going to copy a design, you should do it, like, super cool. I, I can't elaborate on that more yeah. than that that adjective but you just make it super cool like if you're going to actually copy something yeah, like definitely. that so they uns- unsuccess- unsuccessfully copied the Daytona and it's not worked out so uh, I'm curious to see how the Brightling is going to do in the after in the grey market yeah. in on Corona 24 in a few months um, it could potentially be a hidden gem down the line or, yeah, or, I'd like to see one in the flesh. Or it could be a uh, just a mass production watch that will always be available. Either way. Yeah. Great watches. Great. Award goes to Breitling yeah. and Tudor. Didn't think I'd say that, but it does. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. One that I would like to touch upon, and I'm just, I've only looked at photos of it, so this is going to be a little bit on the fly. And I need to find some sort of write-up on it, because otherwise I won't be able to tell you anything about it. Uh, But a brand that doesn't get an awful lot of praise, certainly not from me, Tag, have released something quite cool. Okay. Now, I I would usually say... No, exactly. I just saw it on someone's Instagram. Um, I'd usually say, talk amongst yourselves while I look for it, but there's no one apart from me to talk to so yeah. I will just try and talk and look at the same time it was a the limited edition yeah like a limited edition vintage style aqua racer let me see uh, if I the can aqua find racer it. Because was I, always their kind of most affordable um, entry level watch yeah yeah exactly uh, but there is there's one that they've done here we go. Here we go. So it's the Tag Heuer Aqua Racer Professional Three Hundred Limited. Well, yeah, I think limited edition. The eight four yeah, limited tribute, edition. The tribute. The tribute to Ref Eight Four Four Limited Edition, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that it, one. Yeah, it's, that it's one. It's the one with the little um, red in the dial. I think it's quite cool. I definitely think that's a pretty awesome. I look. I think Aqua Racer, look, Aqua Racer is a good watch, and I say that as a person who looks at the watch industry and people. How do you get people to get into watches? Uh, 
if this is the best first watch in the world, I think, for anyone who's, you know, 16, 18. Interesting. If, you know, if someone's going to get a, a gift for their, for their kid, uh, the Aqua Race has always been, like, top, top there. So it it does have a place, you know. I think I think Akuraces played a strong role in in making people watch aficionados um, as as as, yeah. as young boys or girls. Um, yeah, definitely. So there's also not much else really comparable in the that price range because a normal Aqua Racer is two and a half thousand pounds sterling. Yeah, or, I can't really think of that's on bracelet. On re and on retail from that kind, those kind of brands, you know, like Tag, um, Tag, Brightling, Omega, Tudor. That's probably the best level entry. I mean, you could look at Longines and find some cool stuff there, but that's kind of a new thing. In for the oh, actually, you know what? I I I was I was minded to agree with you about how Tag is maybe the best first watch out there. But then I remembered that you can get a Tudor Black Bay 58 for £2,760. Oh, yeah. And I, I, don't, I just don't think you can... Well, you just can't compare the two, I don't think. Yeah, I, I'm saying this for from a perspective... For an extra 200 quid to get a Black Bay. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I'm saying this from a perspective of someone who was kind of interested in this topic, um, you know, 10 years ago. When the Black Bay and the Longines yeah, yeah. Longine thing wasn't, um, wasn't out yet, like it wasn't what they are today. Yeah, true. So th- I think those days. Yeah, then I yeah then I completely agree. Those days, you know, the the market was th- had a different landscape. So I think the Aqua Racer played a strong, important role those days. I mean, one of our uh, one of our co-founders, Cal, um, he's got a tag. Yeah. That was his first watch, but his one's quite is quite nice. It's the I think it is yeah, Aqua it Racer. Is. It's it's yeah. it's like Aqua Racer Chrono. I'm not sure if it is Aqua Racer. Uh, Cal, forgive me if it's insane. Yeah, I think it might I think it is. I think it's yeah, Aqua Racer Chrono. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Aqua or look, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. But it's a nice tag. And that was his first yeah. watch. And yeah. So I think tag plays a very, you know, integral role in a lot of people watch lovers uh, life so i think yeah you know i always appreciate yeah. aqua racers um yeah no definitely definitely and and i and i think this one is just i think it's just cool yeah this this uh, limited edition that they've done i think they missed a trick not doing uh the same case cuz if you look at the 844 the the they've got the dial broadly similar ish but actually it's not there isn't anything about it that's the same as the watch that they've based it on because the case of the 844s it's a lot more uh well it's not an Acuracer case that it's it's sort of it's a bit curvier isn't it it's got like they had they had curvy lugs and i just don't it's nice but i don't really think it's there are better tributes where you know exactly straight away what the watch is that they based it off. And this one just isn't quite the same, I don't think. No. But regardless, it's but nice it's that... pretty bloody close. Tag is doing something, at least. At the very least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because they aren't held in particularly high regard anymore. Yeah, not anymore. 
They did have that those um, big releases a few years ago, and there was a bit of hype around them with the Octavia, Octavia remakes. But outside of that, it's been kind of quiet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I've just sent a photo to the chat, which won't be very useful for the listeners, but it's a photo of the vintage that they've based it off. And actually, it's pr- I, I may eat my words a bit, because apart from the case being different, it's, pr- it's a pretty bloody sensitive reinterpretation. But yeah, I just thought it was nice to see something from Tag that I actually quite liked. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, as you said, apart from uh, Ortavia, that Ortavia that they did recently, yeah, I haven't really had much uh, much good things to say about them. Yeah. Um, the other, well, I mean, I don't really know where else to go because there's, so there's so much stuff that's been released. There, there's stuff that we're talking about that I actually hadn't even looked at until now just because there's been so much stuff going on um i don't really know if there's anything else in particular that you had in mind Mm, not right now Um, i think i think we got the main releases i'm sure we'd like to we'd we'd be we're craving for cal's um cal's input in terms of what he he liked from these releases but i'm pretty sure it's in line with us um, regarding the Tudor especially because yeah, I, like so. I think he was a big fan of the Tudor 58 um, especially the gold one yeah yeah. I think we were both in uh, agreeing on that one Hublot Definitely. released a new Big Bang Sangbleu 2 ceramic chronograph oh did they? yeah which we will completely ignore and not talk about and Oris released a cotton uh, candy oh. watch which we shall now, also skip. what do you think about these? What? The Auras? Yeah. I'd like to never see them again, mate. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about them? Fair play. Well, I, I, I feel confused because... I, I get so again. I, I've I've I haven't finished it yet. I'll try and finish it today. I may not. I don't know. I'm writing a little piece on them. Two thousand like dollars for that, mate. It looks like what what are those candy? Not those candy watches. You know those toy watches. What's that? What's that brand? You know that there was like a a whole era for like two three years where people were wearing these very colorful bracelet watches. Oh, um, I uh, ice watches. Ice, yeah. Those ones yeah. that were like mate, really, looked, yeah. Mate, I, when I saw that, I thought this was an ice watch. <laughs> they're, they're saying this 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 sack of shit costs two thousand five hundred dollars, mate. No, thank you. Especially the pink one and the blue one and the green one. You can you can keep them. <laughs> what a joke! I like the dial. I just don't think they... I think they would be a lot better in a steel case. I, I, the bronze case, like... Uh, yeah, you're right. Case patina on a bronze watch paired with a pastel colour. I don't know how that's going to look. It looks, it, looks, it looks too toy-y. Like, it looks exactly like an ice watch. I think you're right. If they did this... You know, if they did this on leather... Let me tell you. If they did this on, like, a cool leather strap and a silver-looking case... Um, with these pastel color yeah. uh, dials, uh, I'd have some time for it. And then you could say, you know, it costs one thousand eight hundred dollars. Yeah. You'd go for it, but two, even two thousand five hundred, dude. 
Like you, like that's just a few yeah. few hundred off a tutor fifty eight. That's like a few hundred off. It's like <sighs> yeah, it's, good it's, it's like it's a bit it's of a point. joke, you know. Yeah, I think if these were in a steel case, considering the popularity of the, uh, in particular the Tiffany blue and the candy pink dial explorers, if these were in a steel case, I think they would absolutely fly off the shelves because people would go, well, I can't get any of those new OPs, but I can get this for half the price and that scratches the itch. Yeah, definitely. I'm just not sure about, I just, the bronze seems like a very weird choice with a bright coloured dial because that's enough going on. Like an, a, 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 a patinaed bronze case is enough going on on a watch without throwing in a pastel pink dial. Yeah, that was... I just wonder whether it's all a bit too much. Definitely a bad call by Oris. Uh, Oris is a brand mm-hmm. I look over usually and will continue to look over because uh, of this release. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's that. I, 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 uh, I, don't, I don't wholly disagree with you. No. Um, that Hublot might be one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was that was disgusting. I, you know, Hublot, like, you know, I try and cut Hublot some slack. And, you know, I really like Classic Fusions. They're so cool. But I don't know why they just keep releasing garbage. Like, these new releases are absolutely disgusting. I don't know who's buying those. It's probably the, those same yeah. 200 people on your Venn diagram who want the Wakanda AP. They're probably from the, same, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. exact same people in that Venn diagram. They also released a, the only one... a fully integral sapphire. As if the sapphire case wasn't enough on a watch. They've done a full bracelet with sapphire on the, on, I on don't the Big mind Bang this. with a tourbillon. Which cost six hundred and eighty five thousand US dollars, which is one bedroom apartment in London. Uh, oh, see, I've got four hundred twenty two. Sorry, I've got. Uh, you're looking at the price of the. Oh, uh, are you talking about the one that's covered in sapphire? This is uh, made of sapphire, mate. Sa- yeah. It's covered in um, diamonds. Because the one in diamonds is six hundred and something. Yeah, yeah. The, the one sapphire in diamonds, one is. I mean, it's still ridiculous. It's what four hundred. Yeah, and... the, the diamond one is six eighty five, and then the full sapphire is four two two, which is yeah, yeah which is still it plays, it plays ridiculous. Yeah, so... I quite like it. Oh man. I don't know why though, because I know I shouldn't. You know the thing about the thing about Hublot, horrible. What Hublot does, right? I'll tell you what Hublot is doing. Hublot looks at whatever RM releases, right? And then they say, how can we make this more affordable for the RM type buyer? And let's do that. They usually do that. That's what they, that's what Hublot likes doing right now. Yeah. So like what, you know, RM came out with the Sapphire first and then they released the Sapphire at like 5% of the cost. Then RM does all these baguette diamond pave with these, you know, with these lines going through the dial in a way. That you never see before. Then Hugo does similar similar designs. Uh, you know yeah. they, they've got this. What's it called? The the Big Bang. It looks like an RM. You, it's like the King Power Unico. I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's like a rip off of an RM. So it's just like, oh, you guys, just stop it. 
I, th- I, I l- l- looking at this one more, the, the, the full sapphire without diamonds. The more I, I can't believe I'm saying this. The more I actually like it. I've noticed a really cool feature. Well, I think quite a cool touch. So obviously it's got no dial. So you go, well, where do you put the Hublot logo? Because yeah. there's no dial. You put it in so the what movement. They've done, I don't know if you picked up on this. Yeah, they put in the movement. There's a they they have they've inverted the micro rotor. Yeah. And put Hublot on the micro rotor at twelve o'clock where the logo would be. Well, that's pretty cool. It would be nice if you were able to also tell the time on this watch, which you can't at all. Yeah, legibility is a slight issue because. You, 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 well, it would just look like. It would just look he- like hair, wouldn't it? It would just look like wrist hair. That's all you'd be able to see. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, this is redundant anyway because it's half a million quid and they're making a whopping 30 of them. So. Yeah, still the same people in those Venn diagrams. And, and so they've probably all, all been bought already by. Yeah. Go on. I, I was, I was going to say it's the same people in your Venn diagram who buy these watches. Like all the yeah, watches we've discussed right now. Definitely. It's the exact same people. I mean, these will probably already have all been pre-sold to the players from Chelsea and Man United, yeah. let's be honest, because they're probably the only people who are going to buy a Hublot that's made out of Sapphire. But I think it just says a lot about Hublot when most of the other brands have got an individual article each on Hedinki, whereas Hublot, all of their new releases have been given a paragraph or two each in one article on the Hedinki website. That just tells you all you need to know, really. Um, yeah. Who yeah, needs Hubo, to increase their Hedinki budget? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They need to increase their R and D budget and come up with some attractive watches, but that's probably yeah. not going to happen. Um, I think that about covers all of the watches that I've actually looked at this week. Yeah. There are loads. We, we, I think we probably do try and jump on midweek with Cal and and do all of the brands that we haven't because I saw Bulgari release some cool stuff. Um, Langer have done some new stuff with the little Langer one, which I really like, but I haven't looked at properly. Um, but yeah, I think the takeaway is Tudor smashed it. Uh, Rolex did a, a Rolex. Uh, yeah, and did so they did nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and Breitling smashed it. And Breitling, yeah, Breitling, well, well, yeah, well played. Amazing. Um, yeah. I think that's... Good stuff. Today. I think so. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, thank you, Wilkai, for joining me to talk about Watch Christmas Week. Thank you, Felix. Um, and yeah, we will jump on in the week, hopefully, and catch up with Mr Moore, see what he thinks about the watches that we've spoken about, talk about the things that we haven't. Is it just one week, Watches and Wonders, or is there going to be more stuff... It's just the one week, isn't it? Yeah, We're not I thought stuff it was like week. a three, two, three day thing. But it seems like watches make it like yeah. a whole month. The brands, they make it yeah, like a exactly. whole uh, month, month affair. So, yeah. Um, I think that just about does us. Um, check us out uh, on Instagram at The Young Horologist and uh, go and check out our uh, the website, theyounghorologist.com. Um, we've got We've got some articles up there about some of these new releases. If you would like to read a little bit more in depth about the new Cartiers or the new Breitling that we're a big fan of. Um, And there'll be a smattering of other new release style articles going up in the next couple of days or so, I'd imagine. And uh, go and listen to some old podcast episodes if you haven't. The Theo and Harris one seems to be going down very well. Um, And yeah, stay tuned because we've got, as we mentioned at the beginning, some more exciting guests coming on 
in the coming months. Thank you, Felix. uh, Yeah. Thank you, mate. Have a good evening. You too. And uh, speak to you in the week.